thank you for joining us for yet another episode of That's All Our Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters. I am here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you this morning? <laughs> Apparently really discombobulated. How are you, Michelle? <laughs> uh, probably very much in the same boat. I was... <laughs> thinking that was a January problem, but apparently not. I need to do some kind of shake it off ritual or something. <laughs> I, yeah, I have been just, I don't even, I don't even know what this is, but I'm happy. <laughs> we're, we're just going to roll with it and, you know, just try not to like, you know, as long as I don't burn the house down or something at the end of the day, it's, it's all good. It's all good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But I, I don't even know what to call this. A case of the Mondays that's lasting all week long. Yes. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And if you're hearing this on a Monday, well, God help you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, actually, we're here to kind of tackle a, a serious topic. Uh, yeah. Today, we're talking about the ABCs of DEI, of course, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, as I was trying to mentally prepare for for this podcast, it just, I just thought, ugh. I mean, why do we even have to have this as a thing? Because we should be treating everyone like people anyway. And, uh, you know, but we're yeah. human and we're messy. So we definitely need for sure DEI. And I think, you know, I'm, I almost didn't want to tackle it because it's such a big topic. Right. And, and, I think that we should say ahead that we are not we are not the end all be all experts on this. No. But I think it's really important for all of us as communicators to continue to learn, to grow, to share information because the roadmap has really changed on how we talk about but most importantly how we put action behind these things. But as communicators so often our role may not be in shaping programs and holding people accountable. It's really in communicating what organizations are doing yeah. or knowing when not to communicate when your organization or client doesn't have meat on the bones. And and it's, yeah. it's just a really complex landscape to navigate in our roles today. That is in, incredibly true, and and just being conscious of of the experiences of of everyone, and you know, really taking into consideration everyone's point of view and their realities, because I think that's where we often get tripped up on a higher sociological level. It's like, well, just because that is not your specific reality, does not mean it is not happening. And that the experiences are not real and that there are things to be done about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think one of the best things that we can do as communicators is all of us, every single human being, is to recognize our inherent biases. We all have biases. And so you have to, to acknowledge that and to really learn how to look outside of the lens of the biases that you may have. And so often that means, you know, tapping into your network, your community, your team to gut check things and to get a diversity of opinions. 
because mm-hmm. you cannot, you know, make communication decisions based upon how you feel or your perceptions alone. And that's gotten a lot of people into trouble. I right. personally, it's almost funny sometimes watching um, a group of people that there's no racial diversity, whatever, um, debating with one another <laughs> how to refer to a, another race. And oh. it's like, <laughs> why not <laughs> get outside of the circle of none of you who look like any of the people that you're talking about? It's it's hilarious to me. It's like, yeah. that's really sad that you don't even realize that this is part of the problem is that you're talking yeah. about yourselves and you're trying to figure this out instead of just asking for help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and don't do that at home. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and, and the phrase that usually comes to mind for me is, you know, when you know better, do better. Yeah. And you should be willing to do the work to know better if you don't already. Um, You know, I mean, like you say, seek out diversity if it's not around you, you know, geographically or professionally. Seek it out. Learn from people. You know, you don't, you don't, you can be in a group and you don't have to be the person who always has an opinion. You can just sit and audit the class per se and, you know, just take it all in. This is very true. And I think, you know, have, you know, another thing that you can do is prepare your clients and organizations for moments, for events, for celebrations, for things that are happening in and around the culture, because there you don't always have to comment on something. And so you need to have a documented checklist. And there are so many resources. We've talked about this in our own solo PR pro premium group and people have shared their checklist. If you're a member of PRSA, you know, you can tap into the um, DEI community into the forums there. And you can see that I also, you know, if you want resources on, on tackling these type of topics, go to voices for everyone on the website. I'm Mm -hmm. pleased to be part of that effort as well. That has, you know, a variety of tools and and materials that you can utilize because Mm -hmm. it's not just knowing the right words to say, it's really understanding the deeper underlying issues and the context and, and when to speak and when not to speak. Sometimes things arise within my own client work where we have to be really honest, like, no, you should not be communicating on this because you're not really part of the solution. You're not doing anything to solve it. And it's wonderful to work with people who recognize what their strengths are and what their strengths are not. And that's not to say, I'm almost hesitant to use that as an example. It's not to say that I'm working with people who don't value and respect diversity. But if we're honest, some of the organizations that we serve just aren't there yet. They're maybe at the beginning stages of acknowledging that there's an issue. Um, If we're being really honest, there is a huge problem within our own industry. The public relations industry Mm -hmm. is not diverse or equitable. Look at top spots, top jobs in the traditional sector. While we have a ton of women in our profession, men occupy those higher roles and they still make more than women do. That's a problem. So we ourselves as communicators, our own industry has this problem and these problems are not going to get solved overnight. 
But again, I think it's understanding like where is your client or your own organization in the context of the larger picture, because you don't want to just say pretty words or communicate things because you think that it's the right thing to do. You want to start to tackle those things internally. Um, now, overnight, you can't go from being, you know, a, a largely male company where men are making more money and there's zero diversity to being diverse, equitable pay, and check all of the boxes and solving all of the things. Right. But where can you start? Can you right. start there? And um, and when you start there, it's not, I hate that I just use the word check the box because you want to do more than check the box. It's kind of like the NFL. I'm learning about this lawsuit from yes. this coach. And one of the things that I, I did not realize because I don't follow the NFL that closely is that they have a policy to interview, but that has no teeth. So right. those are the kind of things as communicators that if they when they come across our desk, we need to call out. Yeah. Here is a policy that just says that you get to walk through the door, but it's not a promise of a seat at the table. Right. Anybody can do an interview and, and then you can go check. I interviewed 10 people of color, yeah. but I still gave the job to somebody that was not a person of color, who, by the way, didn't even really have to interview because I kept the same practice that I've always had of that behind the scenes handshake, the stuff that happens on the golf course, a friend of a friend type thing. Yeah. And so, you know, again, this is why our jobs have become so much more complex because we are long past the days. We're saying the right thing is enough. It's not. It's so true. I mean, I even feel it in my my social media work, you know, just kind of gut checking myself or in gut checking my clients on, you know, just the context of, okay, everyone does the flowery MLK Day posts. But in, in our current our current context of where we are culturally, it's like, it's not to say that if I don't post on their behalf, they don't believe in those values. But if if they're really not a cultural kind of company, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, this is. It's almost like okay, we see through. Yeah, you're okay. So today's Groundhog Day. We're all going to post about groundhogs. Well, do we all have to post about groundhogs? You know, or do we yeah. all have to jump on these bandwagon? Not not the bandwagon, but you know what I mean. It's like if they're not, yeah. if they're not say, you know, I could say like, you know, a company that their their value is, you know, promoting diversity. Then yes, we want to talk about it. But if you know, if we're just selling widgets, it's like, eh, you know, people are going to see through it. They're going to say, oh, you threw that up there because you, you know, and and in a way, it's makes it's good. It's, it's like a growing pain. I think we're in, hopefully in a good growing pain era. And what you said about context is so, so key, you know, because when sometimes when things are explained to people who may be, you know, I hate to use the word ignorant because that sounds willful, but are people who just don't know, it's like, no, you, do you know why that's not a good thing to say? Because, or a viewpoint to have, because here's the actual origin of that. And that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're seeing it flash yeah. across our, our school boards, you know, and even with the, the book mouse, Oh my God, I saw one page of that book and I wanted to cry. And I thought there is something sociopathically wrong with you. If you think this book is a bad thing. Yeah, I said it, you know, and it's, <sighs> I think one of the heartbreaking things for me is that I am, a huge fan of giving people room to fail. 
I believe in failure because I believe right. that that's where we learn our greatest lessons. That's where growth comes from. So, you know, when you have employees, you need to give them room to fail. Otherwise, yeah. they're just going to be rope. They're just going to, they're never going to push the boundaries. They're never going to find what's what they're really made of. They're never going to learn how to make these critical decisions. You're not doing them any favors. You're not helping them to grow right. if you don't accept failure as part of the process. And I feel like one of the things that's missing in our world of communications is that the world has this cancel culture mentality. So if you mess up, even if your intentions, your heart were truly in the right place, or you just didn't know enough, because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. We found mistakes along this journey And we jump on it and we want to crucify people who don't get it perfect on every note. Yeah. And yes, I'm saying this and maybe I'll take some criticism. And yes, there is a difference between intentionally harming people, being willfully ignorant and making an honest mistake as you're learning. Right. Because some people really are learning. I... understand the frustration of that from a personal level that sometimes you just are like, come on, you should learn. I get that. But if we really, you know, we have to stay focused on the bigger outcome. And so to me, that makes our jobs a little bit harder because there's this burden of being perfect, saying the perfect thing at the right moment and making sure that we do it in a way that does not isolate or offend any of our publics. Correct. Correct. In truth, that's always been a burden that we've had to carry outside of DEI. That that's kind of our job is that, you know, and it's one of the things that I really admire about our profession is that we sit in this unique seat of, of being a neutral party, so to speak, that Mm -hmm. serves the public's but also the organization. And so we do have to look at it from all sides. And that's always been our job. And that's, to me, that's the great thing about our job is that we're not just, you know, team brand, we're team publics and we're making sure that their interests are protected as well and that they're heard and that they have a voice. Yeah. And too often we forget that. We forget this incredible assignment that we have and it is an incredible assignment. Not everyone could do what we do. And I think it's why it makes PR people some of the kindest, most generous, most wonderful people in the world, because we look at the world through a different lens. That's so true. So true. And even as you're saying that, the words, you know, clarity came through. And, you know, you want to speak from a point of truth and make sure it's clear and, and make sure it's, you know, well understood. And and to do that, you really do need to be a student of of history and current events and know what's going on and, you know, read the room, as we often say, you know, it's like <laughs> Yeah. You can't say that. And, you know, did you ever think, you know, perhaps we need to look at our own diversity and, and, you know, we're, and I love that you say give room to fail because yeah, my gosh, no one's perfect. I think more than your perfection, it's, it's, it's the intention, right? The, the purpose of, yes, we certainly want to be the best humans we can be. Yeah. And, you know, you know, again, document you know, have documented policies that provide a framework for this type of communication because 
then you're not winging it every time. Have your list of resources that you can turn to quickly because no one knows all the answers. And so that list of resources should include things like Voices for Everyone, which is a whole Mm -hmm. separate website that's accessible to everyone. It is not just a PRSA members only thing. It's great. And there's new resources that are added. So you want to do that. If there are webinars or, you know, talks around around this issue, participate. You don't have to do all of them, but, you know, make it a point to say, you know, once a quarter, I'm going to check in and see, you know, what other communicators are doing and what the best practices are. And then, you know, I'm a huge fan of a personal board of directors, but I'm also a huge fan of having a personal sounding board, people that you go to that don't think the same way that you do, that don't work in the same industries that you do, so that you can, you know, get different perspectives and, you know, get to know some people that are doing DEI work. You know, an issue came up for me last night. And while I believe that I have the right answer, I don't want to be the only opinion that I make this decision based on. So I'm tapping into people that do this work for a living, that they're good at it, they know it, they know the landscape and can provide me some guidance and a gut check. And Mm -hmm. if you don't know someone like that, ask, ask us, we can point you to people that, you know, do this work. Um, We're happy to take those questions. So, you know, I think what I'm basically saying is equip yourself, you know, equip yourself with the right tools so that you can communicate about these issues effectively. And that's really at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You know, just make sure you're equipped, have that openness to learn. And and I don't know, I think most of us in this profession, we we thrive on that anyway. (laughs) We do. Speaking as an information junkie, you know, not not you yeah. know in this era of the fire hose of information. No, just like <laughs> oh, what? Oh yeah. gosh, I didn't know that perspective. That's really interesting. That explains so much. Oh, now I know why that I mean, not a good idea. And we should move forward this way. All all these things, you know, it's just just you know, it's the best way to really nurture your narrative along is to make sure that you're you're speaking with clarity and truth and compassion. And understanding. Mm, I love the word compassion. I love it's, that word so much. We're, we're, we're missing it quite a bit these days, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we, we uh, ch- challenge our listeners to do, do an act of compassion this week with someone or, or, you know, seek yeah. out, seek out a new DEI a uh, bit of information that maybe you didn't know or or maybe just weren't paying attention to because you think, oh, you know, that doesn't really matter for my work. Trust, it matters for all of our work. It really does. So yeah, we'll pop these resources in our show notes that we talked about today. And we are so grateful for you for joining us today. We hope you got a little bit out of this, maybe a lot. That'd be really cool. But please do share around, subscribe, you know, chat us up. We would so love that. But until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs>